Hello, here we go again. Art Valerio with uh, the Mayor of St. Albert, Kathy Heron. Hi, Kathy, how are you? Hello, Art. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure, my pleasure, absolutely. So uh, I hear you're celebrating 50 years of living in St. Albert. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> that's not an indication of how old you are because we know you're very young. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was before birth. No, yeah. well, my parents uh, moved to St. Albert. 1969, I was about 19 months old. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So you can do the math. Congra <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> math is easy. <laughs> so um, really, uh, really interesting to have you with us today. And uh, our, our, our podcast is really about, well, location and how it affects everything. You know, maybe it's um, you being here today. This is this is a location that you're at, and this is what's going happening here today. And um extrapolating that to where you live and uh, what country you're in. There's so many aspects of uh, how that affects the quality of life. And um, I'd really like to get into sort of your thoughts on uh, how location has affected you over the years. So what made you, what made you decide to run for mayor? It's probably got a lot to do with the location. <laughs> so first of all, thank you for having me. It gives me an opportunity to talk about my city which I'm pretty proud of. Uh, I saw running for mayor, actually running for council as a bit of an extension of um, community work. It, I was volunteering a lot, staying at home with my kids, and um, honestly, being on city of St. Albert Council is really just a part-time job with not a lot of pay, so it it was just an extension of my, my involvement in my community. Uh, then to go and run for mayor, uh, that came just because of the love of serving on council and having some ideas on how to lead the next council. Well, those are, uh, those are the right mm -hmm. reasons. And I think that's uh, probably why, uh, you know, you won the election and hopefully win the next one too. Um, as you know, I'm a great supporter of, of, of you and what you've done and, I what, always appreciate and it. what you're doing. <laughs> so, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about, um, some of the changes that you were hoping to implement, um, during, uh, during your reign as mayor. I, I I try not to uh, criticize the previous uh, mayor because he was actually quite a good friend of mine. Um, but I did see a need to let this allow the city to start growing up a bit. Um, we like to say we have a small town feel, and and we very much do. We're very community focused in Saint Albert, but at the same time, we're not that small town where the mayor has the time to go to every birthday party and every hundredth birthday <laughs> and every birth, like it's, it's, it's a busy city. We're almost 70,000 people. And I, I felt that it was time that we actually uh, grew up and stood on the, on the stage of a bigger city. And so that that's kind of been the efforts in the last two years. It's been um, very much focused on working together with my regional mayors because for St. Albert to be successful, I need uh, Leduc to be successful. I need the airport to work well, and I need Edmonton to thrive. So a lot of these conversations have really been about the region, and that was actually a bit of a campaign issue in St. Albert in 17, is my opponent didn't, didn't quite have the same philosophy on regional collaboration as I did, and I honestly think that had a, a lot to do with my success at the polls, was the fact that I was willing to collaborate um, in the region, and we also had a, a bit of a tough term from 2013 to 17 with personalities, and I ran on a campaign of uh, working together, collaboration, and kind of healing some of the old wounds. Well, 
how does how does what you've done or where or where St. Albert's come from, how has that impacted um, some of the more positive things in St. Albert? Like for instance, wasn't there an article published maybe? Oh, I'm going to say three, four months ago about the ranking of St. Albert in the country in terms of best cities to live mm-hmm. in. Uh, was it where, where did it fall in that in that category? Do you remember? I thought it was in the top ten. Probably, yeah. uh, it's McLean's magazine. They they do a lot of ranking. Okay, they yeah. do safe safest city, best place to raise a family, best yeah. place to invest. Um, in 2014, St. Albert was the number one city in all of Canada. Yes, I remember to that. live. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we tend to fluctuate in the top ten. Yep. Somewhere uh, we generally rank pretty high in safety. Uh, we were once ranked best place to raise a family. So there is something very unique. So, so, what, so why is it? Why is it the best place to raise a family? And I have to say that I've raised my family there as well. But um, why? Why do you think it's the best place to raise a family? The people, and and I, it's it's sometimes hard for me to answer that question because I have lived there for fifty years, right? And I, although I've traveled extensively, and um, I can. I travel differently now. I, I check how people pick up garbage in Italy instead of <laughs> instead of the sites, but. Uh, when I when I meet people in St. Albert who have lived elsewhere, and they have come to St. Albert, they are the ones who can articulate how special St. Albert is because they said I've lived everywhere else, and there's something different about St. Albert. We have huge volunteerism, we have um, green spaces that really invite you to leave your secluded little home and get out in the trail system and ride your bike and talk to your neighbors. So there's just that small town feel really yeah. still mm-hmm. does exist in St. Albert, and we do everything we can to cultivate that as we grow um, we have a hu- very huge block party program in St. Albert that the city will help you organize a block party and in oh, what was our 150th 2017 for Canada I think so yes yeah. sorry yeah um, we had our goal was to have 150 block parties in the city we we well exceeded that and so we became block party capital of Canada now okay so. that's awesome <laughs> we, oops so I missed that things. too yep, yeah I missed those block parties <laughs> I'm not good at block parties but um, so, you know, I've heard there's a trend, um, and this is an interesting trend, uh, that young people who, in fact, uh, grew up in St. Albert, uh, went away to school, maybe maybe they stayed in Alberta for school, whatever, uh, uh, got, got, got busy with their careers and so on and so forth, but in, in making a decision to start their families, because they were in, initially part of St. Albert and had moved away, but their parents still lived there, that there's a trend for young people to move back into St. Albert or start in St. Albert with their first homes and raise their families. Is that something that you're seeing happen uh, over the last few years? I know with with my generation and my circle of friends, that was absolutely true. My parents still live in St. Albert and they're great grandparents to my kids who are now 18 and 20. So, um, I, and I hope, I'm, I haven't seen the stats on that. I know our largest cohort uh, age group in St. Albert is 50 to 54 yes and the next one is 55 to 60 yeah 59 so we are definitely um, in the region one of the older demographics I think our average age might be 39 Uh, Strathcona and St. Albert are the two olders Um, and it might be because affordability is a little bit higher in St. Albert but I do make a concerted effort to continue to work on keeping my youth um, because if they grow if they grew up in St. Albert and they want to stay in St. Albert I think it's my job to make sure they have a house to to purchase or an apartment to rent Uh, that would satisfy them I don't want the price to ever drive a child out of St. Albert 
And that's that has been a challenge yes. for St. Albert right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's um, a perceived uh, a perceived scenario as opposed to a real scenario because I know that um, that pricing has uh, been adjusted just in terms of the market, uh, but but more importantly that there are opportunities for first time buyer type product. Uh, in St. Albert over the last few years that there hasn't been in the past. Yes, we we made some significant uh, changes to our land use bylaw very quickly after the election. Election was October. By February, we had new land use bylaw. Okay, but l- let me and, just stop you just yeah. for a sec. Land use bylaw. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Because, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know what it is, but but uh, what does that mean? It, like, what is a land use bylaw? Just, just for... It is a guiding document that kind of um, shows what type of housing is permitted and what okay. what type um, is maybe discretionary or, or not permitted at all. And one thing that was holding back affordability in St. Albert... Uh, Quite honestly, is we, we did not allow a back lane product. Okay. okay. So we now do. And, and what? What? But what does that mean? So there's a back lane. Is it? Is it? Is it more affordable? It is because, and and I'm not a home builder. Okay. But, <laughs> but when you have uh, when you don't have to have an attached garage to your home, uh, first of all, if you don't have a garage at all, that's thirty thousand dollars off of a house. True. Yeah. Price. Yep. Or if it's not attached, and if it's facing the back alley, you can have a narrower lot, and the. The price of a, a new home is a, a lot, or the lot is is generally based on the linear front footage of the lot. So makes sense. There was a lot of things that we could bring down um, the price with in our land use bill, and that was allowing duplex and zero lot lines. Or actually, we did not allow the zero lot line product in Saint Albert yet. So, but there's there was a lot of consultation with the Canadian Home Builder Station Association and Urban Development Institute. So, I felt instead of um, allowing my planners and I've got great planners in the city of St. Albert don't get me wrong but they tend to be risk of, of they avoid risk well and I think that's every of, city yeah, I agree. Uh, they, yep. they work in the box that they know and they were we had to push them a bit and so I got the UDI and the CHBA involved and, and we worked together to come up with a more market driven land use bylaw yes and you know what mm-hmm. uh, since you've uh, been uh, the mayor I've found that uh, the cooperation that uh, at the city with your planners has been outstanding. So Excellent. I just, I'm just going to say that. Was that. A goal. And that is not, you know, like I'm not trying to blow smoke. That's how I feel about it. If I didn't feel that way about it, I'd tell you that too. <laughs> but um, let's talk more about young people too. I read an article the other day that uh, Calgary, uh, Calgary's age a cohort of 20 to 25 years old is actually shrinking. And people, uh, those young people in that uh, over the last two years, the uh, the numbers have actually dropped in terms of population of that cohort. Um, in reading some of the um, the reasons for it, or the um, you know the um, the statements that were made by the people that did leave, um, it revolved around, of course, oil and gas, and the fact that well, it was twofold. One, the jobs weren't there anymore; they were you know they were being um, reduced at a quick pace, and there was all kinds of people in uh, older age cohorts that uh, were maintaining those jobs and they were not going to leave them. And the other is uh, young people felt that they were pigeonholed into the uh, oil and gas industry. So whether you wanted to be an engineer, whether you want to be a marketing person or whether you wanted to do it, whatever it was, it was somehow, somehow in some way attached to oil and gas. And um, the young people seem to have uh, made a stance already in Calgary that we don't necessarily want to be involved in that type of um, of industry because of the environmental issues. 
Mm-hmm. So what about the young people in St. Albert and the environmental issues? And let's just talk about the environmental issues um, from your perspective. What's St. Albert doing um, to make it a more sustainable community? Let's just use that yeah, word. Yeah, we can start there. St. Albert's, what do we call it, our brand is the Botanical Arts Community. If, if you haven't visited it, we have the most trees per capita of public trees per capita of any city in North America. Wow. We plant Didn't our know trees. That. Yeah. And trees, of course, help fight some of the climate conditions. But yes, of course. Um, we, it, it's when we do our community satisfaction survey every year and we ask people um, how do they rank their quality of life, it, it's always 99% of people say it's very good. And uh, then when we ask them why, they, they quite often say because it's so green. They love the river and they love the, the trees. And so we, as, a, as a governing body, we have to continue to make that a focus in our strategic plan. So it is. We, um, so you're allotting more land for green space than most other communities. I would say we are planning appropriately okay. for uh, the growth of our city. Um, we are putting in some denser communities. Because right. that, that avoids um, some of the urban sprawl that's heading north in our area. And right north of St. Albert and Sturgeon County, we've got some great quality farmland. So we don't yes. want to destroy it because once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, but St. Albert was the first city in all of Canada to purchase electric buses. Yes, yeah. and that's, uh, that's, and that's a, I mean, that's a point I bet most people don't even know. No, and, uh, and, and then we very quickly realized that we we're charging those electric buses buses off of a very dirty grid so we installed solar panels on the roof of our bus barn and now those solar panels provide enough energy to charge all of the buses and run the building wow wow i didn't know that yeah so those are little things um you know i i I went to quebec city earlier actually last may for our federation of canadian municipalities and we the divide across the nation was so obvious um alberta showed up wearing we love oil and gas t-shirts Really? In Quebec. Yeah, okay, I, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, and, and I sit on the Alberta Urban Municipalities Association board, and our board and, and local elected officials wore, instead of eyes port oil and gas, we said support Canadian resources. Yes. There's a little bit of a different swing because that, that can mean agriculture and forestry as well as oil and gas. So, But, of course, BC was there, and they were having their climate change caucus, and I, I attended their climate change caucus, and I don't think Alberta was very welcome. <laughs> well, you and, know, and I got a clap and a cheer when I said I was from Alberta, and then when I started to talk about the electric buses and the solar panels, the jaws were dropping. And I think there's we need to do a better job of making the entire country aware of the good that we are doing. Well, and that that is the point, isn't it? Because uh, oil and gas does not have to be um, as uh, as a perceived absolute dirty type of energy right. i mean there there is a middle ground in all energy and you you mentioned it yourself okay we have electric buses but until we put solar panels in we're using right. coal to, yeah. to 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 uh to you know to to create the uh, electricity well that's you know um everybody can uh, can choose to believe and pay attention to whatever part of that environmental issue that they want to uh, but I think overall, uh, there has to be a balance between what's going on. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. So yeah, I think it's going to take time to transition away um, from the oil and gas to more natural and green energy sources. And, and you can't just flip a switch and do it overnight. No. 
So in the so. meantime, you need to make responsible choices on, on what you're putting in your car and what kind of car you're buying. And those choices can't just be all about the environment. There's, um, I always think of the triple bottom line, the, the people, planet, and profit. So, of course, profit, the, the economy is important when you're making decisions. So if you're in BC, I think you should be supporting Canadian uh, resources over other foreign countries. Um, Agreed. For... That's, but you can also do that for um, environmental reasons and um, for social reasons, because I think we have a better uh, human rights in Canada than other countries. So if you consider all of those things... And where are the, profit, where are the profits going in countries where there is no regulations and so on? Yeah. I mean, those are, that's, a, you know, that's a discussion for another yeah, day. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but certainly, uh, certainly I understand your points, and I am, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much on side with, with them all. I, do you think that... Um, uh, your 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 trend towards environmental um, sustainability um, and sort of the green you know more of a more of a green type city is going to do um, um, is going to do what you need in terms of attracting first time young families uh, to St Albert. You think like the, will it have an impact on them? I think affordability will always be the biggest. Um factor when okay. you're choosing if you if you're getting transferred to the Edmonton area and and you're sitting in a car with a real estate agent driving around um if there's a house in St. Albert that you think you might want to buy I think you can afford it once you get there you will buy that house because if, if you can afford it this is the place to live but I think the the hurdle is can you afford the house okay so let's yep. talk about affordability mm-hmm. because there's a misnomer out there that I think we need to attack and yep. that's the taxes yep. you know residential residential property taxes and i i mean i'm aware of what's of what the scenario is but why don't like st albert has been has been uh, dubbed the most expensive residential tax city in the area now is that true in the area yes okay yeah not in alberta no nope. i would think when i was elected we were the second highest tax residential taxes in alberta poor grand prairie is always the highest <laughs> I know the Mayor Grand Prairie well, and they have their own um, hurdles. But we have dropped in that ranking. I think we're maybe fourth or fifth in okay. Alberta now. All right. I always say that the gap is closing. Okay. And uh, I hope Don Iveson does not hear this, but they continue to raise their taxes at a much quicker pace than St. Albert has. Right. Uh, in the last 10 years, our average tax increase has been maybe one or one and a half percent. And... But the, the cost of running the city has increased more than that on average. So isn't that the? But isn't that the point? You're offering uh, pretty much all big city services to all of your residents, um, but there's not enough residents to really lower the tax base so that makes it more affordable for people. But eventually, won't that happen? Won't, won't things balance out? Like what's? Well, well, maybe let's talk about the growth projections for the city of Saint Albert. Mm-hmm. Where is it going? What's it, what's what what like what's the what is that tipping point where they where St. Albert says okay this is the size of the city we want to be or is that even discussed? No, that's not discussed. It's not uh, discussed. No. Okay. Um, and, and getting more residents into St. Albert is not going to help us with our taxes. Residents actually are are costly. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they, it was a good quick solution, but I guess not. The 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 tax um, base that we need to bring into St. Albert is non-residential. Okay. Commercial. So, all right. And, and, and we don't have a very lot, uh, a very amount of industry. Right. And St. Albert traditionally hasn't been comfortable with industry. That's why Strathcona has attracted, well, 
for various reasons, but right. they have allowed the bigger smokestacks, and that um, is a huge economic driver for them. But that's quality of life too, again, Absolutely. location. So now you can decide whether you want to pay less tax and live by the smokestacks. Mm-hmm. And that rhymes, by the way, so I didn't plan that. <laughs> um, but um, you, don't, you don't have that. You know, how do you get named uh, the Botanical City of Canada when uh, you're next to smokestacks? That doesn't happen. Exactly. Right? So, it's a, I, I, it sounds like it's a soft, you know, between affordability and what you really want. And if you're, if you, it, like, if in fact I agree with you, if in fact you can afford it, and it's something that isn't onerous, then people will choose St. Albert. And I can see, you know, I can see why based yep. on the information that you've given me and today. And you do get, you do get more for what you pay for. And that, and that, and in the end, that's yeah. the bottom line: is that uh, there is added value. Yes. But affordability, you know, just because, you know, just because I want heated seats in my car <laughs> doesn't yeah. mean doesn't mean that I can afford them, right? But um, I guess the bridge for residents is um, affordable housing because right. then uh, the size of the land, according to, to my knowledge, uh, will re- dictates the amount of tax. So if the lots are smaller, then the tax, uh, the tax, the tax cost is also smaller. Am I, am I right Very about that? Very true. Yeah. So if your if your garbage trucks are driving a kilometer between two houses, that's, right? And you know, so and same with the pipes in front of the street and then the maintaining of them and and the mowing of the lawns. Exactly. So if you have a tighter community, it does. Um, it's a little bit more affordable for the municipality to run it. Right. Yeah. Multifamilies right. is is great. Uh, the the higher you build, so we have a couple of ten-story buildings in Saint Albert. Now we have a, um, an apartment in the downtown that's approved at twenty-five stories. Oh wow! That's... It hasn't started, and I don't know when it will, but it's approved. It can go whenever it wants. Wow, that's new. It's, yeah, so those kind of developments will help. But I think honestly, we need to start bringing in some more industry to Saint Albert, and we, we're doing okay with the commercial. We have um, we brought in Costco. I tell you, my Saint Albert residents love Costco. I yeah, well, I love it. <laughs> I'm there all the time. And yeah, uh, no. the Landmark Theaters that came in a couple of years ago is driving business, and the restaurants are opening up around it. So I see some, I see positive momentum in that direction. But now I need to focus a little bit more on the industrial side. I see. Yeah, yeah no, no, that makes right. sense. That makes sense. So um, let me ask you um, the question that I'd like to ask the most. Okay. <laughs> and that is, um, what scares you? Like, what do you, when, you, when you're up at nights, not sleeping, what is it uh, that's keeping you up at nights? Honestly, I started off this conversation with a little bit about the region. And I think if you want to talk about what scares me is uh, lack of vision in some of my regional colleagues and because we need we honestly need to work together if i'm going to track that industry to st albert i need um let me back up a sec so a couple years ago there was a report written called be ready or be left behind and it was on how the edmonton region can be um competitive on the global market and we there, there was three big um recommendations one was to do economic development regionally so we have now formed a body called Edmonton Global. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. No, I haven't. <clears throat> but it's doing, an, an Edmonton uh, City Council has transferred most of their economic development that used to be at EDC over to Edmonton Global. Oh. So we are now trying to hunt as a pack globally, bring in that kind of investment. Uh, the second recommendation was to plan um, our growth and our infrastructure investments as a region. Um, and so we have got a new growth plan that will guide 
um, the entire region, how it grows, and that's what forces me to have higher density in St. Albert, and we're doing a regional uh, agriculture master plan, so there, there's a lot of good planning going on. And then the third recommendation was uh, we need to do transit better. Right. And so just yesterday in St. Albert, we were the first municipality to jump on uh, jump on the bus for the new <laughs> Regional Transit Services Commission. So I, I need my, my mayors and my colleagues around this region to, to buy into this uh, because I think we're bigger than the sum of all our parts. And um, so I, I'm, that kind of scares me in that I always pride myself on, on collaborative uh, conversations and being able to bring everybody together so that's going to be a focus over the next little while for me but and then of course we haven't been the other thing that scares me is um we haven't been the biggest friend of the new provincial government uh, our our the Kenny government has made some decisions um that affect municipalities both rural and urban that we were not very well consulted with and affected us maybe Maybe more than they understood. The, the unintended consequences have been significant. So, if we don't start working together um, with the province and our rural neighbors, then we're we're going to have some struggles in the future financially. Hmm. That's what scares me. So, are you liberal or are uh, you conservative? I always say I'm very middle. I've <laughs> I've, I've grown up conservative. As I'm, I'm one of those that can never drop the conservative um, label. I, I liked a lot of the Alberta Party um, platform. Okay. Um, so I, I'm I'm feeling that there's still a lot of hope for the UCP Party. I one thing I do love about Kenny's government is I've been able to get in front of ministers constantly. Oh, okay. Much more than I ever have before. So All right. meeting with Minister Environment, Minister Transportation, Minister Madhu, our Municipal Affairs Minister. Whenever I want, I could probably get in front of them. So they are very open to it. But I think um, they were just moving so fast at the beginning of their term, trying to get a lot done, that uh, a few pieces of legislation had some unintended consequences. So we need to work better with that. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's that's a very legitimate uh, comment, obviously. Um, I know there's been there's been a history of non-cooperation in the uh, central Alberta area between municipalities and uh, I mean I see it changing from the outside uh, but of course you would you would have first-hand knowledge of whether it's actually changing or not and I you know I I think your point's well made Uh, we we do need to have cooperation in order to move forward how else are we going to attract people to the city although um uh, there are all the studies are showing that in fact population growth in uh, in Edmonton region uh, what's called the Edmonton region area mm-hmm. which includes St Albert um, is actually going to be at a higher percentage than any other city in in Canada over the next twenty years um, and that's a, a study that um, that I had privilege of uh, of of actually creating with uh, with an economist and uh, to date. His numbers, he did it uh, five years ago, uh, his numbers are actually exceeding the numbers that he anticipated, but that hasn't affected the economy in a positive way because of a number of different things that have happened, mostly oil and gas yeah. and consumer confidence, which we are all you know, acutely aware of. Um, is, there, is there some sort of middle ground for the, for the province, uh, for the provincial government in terms of speaking about oil and gas from the perspective of 
how do we make it as environmentally friendly as we possibly can? Is there a middle ground there for them, in your opinion? Or are they just sort of bullnosing ahead and saying, no, no, we need our jobs back. We need everything to go back the way it was. Do you think it's ever going to go back the way it was? I don't think it'll ever go back the way it was, no. Uh, I see, I see. instead of middle ground, I see, I see the option for uh, the current government to invest more in um, industry outside of oil and gas. Honestly, I do. And because oil and gas seems to be such a focus, um, other good thriving industries could get lost. So in Edmonton is is fortunately not so dependent on the oil and gas. We don't have the same problems that Calgary does. No. We have uh, strong um, investments in technology and artificial intelligence. And so the conversation around our tables are let's let's continue to grow that so we're never so dependent. Um, It's a tragedy when young people are leaving any city in Alberta with their edu- to, 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 with their education and the potential for creating new diversified uh, diversified uh, businesses and and um, you know uh, getting involved in different things when they're leaving here and going to Ontario going to Quebec because that's where the opportunity is. I think we really need to to do a better job with incubation and entrepreneurs in our area. And Saint Albert has the Northern Alberta Business Incubator. But I think we could still do better. We need more like startup Edmonton kind of smashing of these amazing young minds together and providing them with what they need to then. They're smart. They're smart. These young people are like, they know everything. Exactly. I mean, when I was young, I knew everything, but I didn't know nothing. Exactly. You could tell by my, by my grammar. So there's some support that could, uh, that we could be providing to Alberta Innovates and those kind of things. Um, and, and that might require some provincial help as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, just one last question, okay. and thank you. You know, I've taken a lot of your time. Oh, I can sit and talk and for hours. Thank you for your <laughs> candid responses. Um, and so uh, I'd like to end always on a positive note. So what are you most excited about? You know, when you talk, when we talk about the theme of, of everything, uh, what is Kathy Heron most excited about? You know, I'm a little excited about uh, St. Albert's... Uh, Focus on garbage. That sounds funny. That's awesome. (laughs) But we talk about being such a green community, and we have one of the highest diversion rates of of garbage away from landfill. In the last couple years, every everyone knows that there's a problem with plastics, and and how we're going to. This show's live. You can hear that guy banging in the. (laughs) That's proof. (laughs) I didn't plan that. (laughs) Anyway, we uh, we're just we're in the midst of starting a waste to energy pilot um, with any one of our region neighbors that will join. Edmonton's already. jumped on board and we're partnering with them we're going to set up a little pilot uh gasifier that we can take any household garbage and turn it into energy wow that is cool to kind of help us deal with uh with the landfills and avoiding the methane that they're spewing into the environment right now so that excites me looking forward looking forward to the whole garbage thing that's uh, i think (laughs) that's awesome so so now we're like so so um you're concerned about uh, cooperation and how important it is throughout the um the regional area, but you're most excited about garbage, which I think is real. I love that. It's Thank you very real. much, Kathy. That's uh, that's awesome. Okay. Thanks again for uh, for being a guest, and uh, we really we really appreciate your candid uh, comments. And uh, thanks again. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. This is fun.